This is Faith in Action, the program that looks at how people put their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is a production of Catholic Radio Indy. Now here's today's program. This is Faith in Action on Catholic Radio. I'm Jim Ganley. Our co-host is Bridget Ayer. Hello, Jim. Hello, everybody. And Bridget, we were talking about boats before, and on the air quite often we talk about cars, donating cars to Catholic Radio and how much that helps us, and it really does help us a whole bunch. Uh, But besides cars, you can also donate motorcycles, boats, RVs, basically anything that has a title. That's that's kind of the criterion there. So if you should have a car, even if it doesn't run, even if it doesn't work, same thing for a boat or a motorcycle, even if we have to come and tow it away, doesn't matter. We will uh, pick it up. We will sell it. We'll salvage it. We'll turn it into cash one way or the other. And whatever it brings will help keep Catholic Radio in the, on the air here. The easiest way to get started with something like that is by going to our website, Catholic Radio Indy, Catholic Radio Indy, I-N-D-Y, dot O-R-G, and there's a Donate Your Car button. You can start there, and if you don't have access to a computer or uh, need a little bit of help from us, we're more than happy to do that as well with just a phone call to 317-870-8400, 317-870-8400. So if you got that boat out and thought, Oh, <laughs> it still it still needs repair. I thought we repaired everything on it last year. Uh, maybe you're just getting tired of it. Uh, give us a call. We can help you out with that as well. Well, Jim, we've been around, Catholic Radio Andy have been around for about 17 years now. Praise be to God. And I'm curious, how many people have actually done that? Like Boats? Or, or anything. Like, do we... C- cars, a whole bunch. I, I really amazed at that when we first started... Uh, had no idea whether we could, you know, one or two cars a year or uh, whatever. We actually, uh, quite often, we'll get two, sometimes three cars, sometimes that many in a single month. So probably, I, I would say, you know, maybe 15 to 20 cars a year. Boats, not so many. We've not had any boats that I can recall at all. I don't think we've ever had a motorcycle or an RV, but uh, we can accept any of those as donations. So if... Uh, You've got one of those particular things just kicking around at your house or garage or lake home that you're getting tired of looking at, getting tired of repairing and insuring and licensing. Put it to good work and uh, donate it to Catholic Radio so we can keep this station and programs like the one you're listening to right now on the air. Well, I'll keep that in mind, Jim, as I look at look at in my driveway. <laughs> At my older car, so, <laughs> well, let's get into our topic today. Uh, well, the, during the past 18 months of the pandemic, um, a new light has really been directed at the importance of health and healthcare workers, and our guests today are here to talk about a parish ministry aimed at health and helping people improve their health. Um, it's called the, I'll get this right, the St. Elizabeth Seton Health Ministry and Faith Community Nursing. And our guests today joining us by phone are Anita Sicardi. Dean Emeritus of Marion University and Patricia Partridge, uh, St. Elizabeth Seton Health Advocate. So welcome to Faith in Action. Thank you. Well, I want to start off with you both have um, very interesting backgrounds um, in nursing. You've both been um, in in that field for a while. Um, first, let's start off. What Tell us how this 
St. Elizabeth Seton Health Ministry and Faith Community Nursing program got started. Anita, do you want to take that? Okay, uh, St. Elizabeth Seton uh, Health Ministry and Faith Community Nursing uh, is has was established so that we could educate, advocate, support, and empower people to take charge of their health so that they could move it toward wholeness and uh, a healthy lifestyle. And this one was started with uh, by a request of Bishop Dartery at a luncheon of representatives from each of the parishes in the diocese. In the fall of 2015, he had a wish that every parish would have a health ministry. And that uh, was supported by our pastor, Father Ted Rothrock, uh, when we started the uh, ministry in 2017. And it continues to be supported by Father Brian Doerr, who is our current pastor. And we look, uh, one of the things that we really think the community needs is transitions in health care. And that's people discharged to the faith community nurses who are licensed and qualified to follow the patients after they leave the hospital. So those are some projects that we're working on. Anita, it it seems uh, so different today. (laughs) When you, you mentioned people are dismissed from the hospital and... Oh, 20, 30 years ago, people would be admitted to the hospital and stay there for a day or so to get acclimated and then maybe a day for a minor surgery and a day or two to recover and finally go home. Today, they uh, (laughs) park their car on the lot, go in, have surgery, and drive themselves home later on. And that requires a different kind of care, doesn't it? It's a quick check-in and (laughs) check-out. And so they really need that support. And and our health care system is complicated, and the procedures are complicated. So they really need a lot of guidance. And our scope and standards for the practice of uh, faith community nursing were established by Health Ministry Association and the American uh, Nurses Association. So there's uh, standards that we have to follow, and this is a specialized area of nursing. And the one thing that I think I learned um, in, in talking with you ladies the other day, we had a phone conversation before we did this interview, was that you actually serve anybody in the community, is that correct? Not just from the parish? How, do, how does that work exactly? We do. Uh, when someone, and, and quite often, Sister Carol is our uh, pastoral minister, and she is at the church all the time. And so people will walk in and say, you know, we're having this crisis, and what do we do? And so then it doesn't matter if they're uh, a member of the parish or not. They're a member of the community. So she gives us a call and gives us a brief description. I meet with the families, and then uh, Patricia and I get uh, work together to assign it to a, a health minister that would be the best fit. Maybe even in a location, we assigned one that was right across the driveway from the, uh, from the we call them health care consumers. So, um, it, you know, we've, we've helped many people in the community. So, Patricia, I want to get, I want to talk a little bit about how you got involved in this ministry and what your role is. And maybe talk a little bit about your background as well. Okay. Uh, yes, yeah, so I... I've been a nurse for over 35 years, 
and um, I've worked in the variety of nurse settings, in the acute care, CCU, ICU, uh, worked as a school nurse, worked as an industrial occupational nurse for a large uh, engineering firm, and worked in long, uh, long-term long care, um, um, and I currently am no longer working in those areas. I have launched a, uh, a health coaching uh, practice. I'm a certified health coach, trying to really help people reclaim their health. Um, so when I joined the parish, um, I was looking for something similar to what my background is in order to volunteer, and I saw that they had uh, a health ministry. So I decided, well, I'll go and get some information. So I walked into the room where they were having a meeting, and I all of a sudden realized, oh, my goodness, this is the advisory board. <laughs> I don't belong here. <laughs> and... and um, by the end of the meeting, they said, yes, you do, and would you please be a chairman of advocacy? So that's how I found found it. And, my, and Anita has been a wonderful mentor. I, have, I was given the great honor of um, studying the Foundations of Faith Community Nursing at uh, Marion University this past semester. So I am I am now a certified faith community nurse, and uh, it was just an honor, and it has really deepened my own faith having taken that course. So, so one thing that's really interesting, and I think you've um, uh, at least I think maybe we talked about it previously when you and I chatted, was that what's wonderful about this health ministry that you're both involved in is that you can bring your faith into the, the practice of medicine. How is that um, different or beneficial from both of your experiences um, in maybe it, in a previous life, in maybe a secular environment where you were practicing nursing? Do you understand the question? Uh, it, it, go I, ahead. I, I, go I, ahead, I, Patricia. I, go ahead with that. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so the integration of, of faith and healing um, uh, I should mention that um, the, the curriculum that I studied uh, was um, initially um, uh, created by Granger Westberg, who was a pioneer in, in uh, faith community nursing back in the 60s. And he's really, he, he's really the one who started it all. Um, and the, the fact that there are volumes of research Bridget, that shows um, that people who are more religious, more spiritual, uh, they have a better mental health. They also, when they encounter uh, health issues, health problems, they they handle them much better. So those are the facts about uh, integrating faith and um, and healing. And uh, being a devout Catholic, I mean. Maybe I shouldn't speak about. <laughs> I, we all, we, I, I aspire to be. Pardon me, but I. It is so. It is so meaningful to me to be able to to do this as a as a Catholic, integrate my faith. So uh, there's a lot of prayer that goes on with our health uh, health consumers, um, 
prayer is pivotal uh, in our ministry. Mm-hmm. Now, Anita, is this a, uh, it's a ministry, but it is, is it a physical place where people come for service, or do you go out to people uh, in the community, or how, how, how does the service actually, or where does the service actually take place? The, the service may take place in the home. It may take place in the doctor's office. It may take place in a hospital, uh, in a long-term care facility. We have a kiosk every third Sunday in the church to make people aware that we're here for them. And we give out information. We uh, create health records that we... Uh, put in their home on their refrigerator so that if an emergency happens, then they have every all the information, medications, etc. So it's I, I guess it's more mobile. Uh, you know, we don't have a permanent place in in the church, and and um, we visit um, when when someone calls and I interview them and I talk about what their Sometimes it's a crisis with their illness, with a, um, a dysfunctional family, dis- disabled children or adults, a, a combination of things. And uh, with one person I said, uh, and what is your most immediate need? And she said, I want to join the church. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and so, so we started that process with Sister Carol, and I went to pre-op visits with her, and I take notes, and then I debrief her after. Do you understand what the treatment plan is? But as Patricia says, the treatment of choice should always be prayer. That's really amazing. Well, on that note, we need to take a quick break, and we'll come back. We're going to talk more about the health ministry at St. Elizabeth Seton and how you can... uh, Learn more about that, so stay tuned for more Faith in Action. Have you ever thought about joining the Catholic Church? Have you just wanted to explore the Catholic faith? All you need to do is call your local Catholic Church for more information. We are always happy to help you in your journey to discover and learn more about the Catholic faith. We have classes that are almost year-round, and the classes and information sessions do not involve making a commitment, and there is no pressure to join. Please call your local Catholic parish for more information today and start the journey of one day possibly becoming Catholic as well. God bless. Faith in Action is our oldest, longest-running program here on Catholic Radio Indy. We're looking for some local Catholic businesses or organizations to help us underwrite the cost of this program. It doesn't cost a lot, and your underwriting support will help see that local programs like Faith in Action stay on the airwaves here in central Indiana. Most businesses have never thought about underwriting a program. They don't know how much it'll cost or what they might say in their underwriting announcements. Well, that's okay, because with just a phone call, we can tell you all about it. Call Val at 317-870-8400. 317-870-8400. The call is free and there's no obligation. We can really use your support. So please give Val a call right now while you're thinking about it. 317-870-8400 or email Valerie at CatholicRadioIndy.org. You can hear the Holy Mass every day at 8 a.m. right here on Catholic Radio Indy. Welcome back to Faith in Action. I'm Bridget Air. Jim Ganley and I are in the studio and we're talking with our guests, Anita Sicardi and... 
who is the Dean Emeritus at Marion University, as well as Patricia Partridge um, of the St. Elizabeth Ann Seton Health Ministry. Um, both longtime nurses, a lot of experience in healthcare. And I want to ask you about how you go about getting, I think you call it your, I'm going to call them clients or customers, but you had a different name for them. Anita, go ahead. Uh, well, they're uh, healthcare consumers according to our standards. Okay. And so we try to call them healthcare consumers. So healthcare um, consumers. How, how do you go about getting them at the parish at St. Elizabeth Seton? How, how do they come to you? They come to us through referrals. Uh, as I said, Sister Carol is at the church, and so people in need stop by the church. And so she calls me and tells briefs me on the situation, and then I either meet the person at church or at their home. And then uh, Patricia and I both work on the best uh, minister to assign them to. And there may be, we are, our names are in the bulletin, so that they uh, may just call us, um, either of us. And also um, the director of our program is Amy Warnicky and her name is in the bulletin as well, so she may get a call. Sometimes it's another family that says um, they're really having trouble. We don't feel that we can step in and say, hey, we're here, unless the family actually asks for us. And so we tell them to talk to the family and, and tell them about us. Well, you have you have more than nurses as well. What you That's have? Right. T- tell us the, the different professions of medical people or non medical people that work in this ministry, and like how large is it? Uh, our ministry we have probably fluctuate between forty to fifty. Okay, uh, the people move in, move out, uh, and you know maybe we'll get a call from one of our nurses and say I have to have hip surgery, put me on hold. You know, so it's, and it is a volunteer situation, which is different when I was dean of nursing, when I said the faculty do this, and I want it done by this time. And <laughs> well, you say that to a volunteer, and they say, well, we're going to Mexico for a few days. <laughs> so, so working with volunteers is uh, a beautiful challenge. And, um, but the... Um, you were, talk, you were talking Whatever. about you were talking about uh, meeting with clients and things like that, and uh, the COVID situation is not over yet. It's changing, and hopefully, uh, on a downturn. But looking backwards over the past twelve or sixteen months, how was your ministry affected by COVID? What did you do differently during that time period? Well, we obviously can't do face to face. And so, and we had four seminars that we gave a year, each year. And so we're doing presentations. Some of them are on YouTube. Uh, we're making a lot of calls, more cards. Um, with some of the younger people, we just text, and, and they tell me how it's going, or, no, I need, I need this resources, or, you know, tell me what they need. But this is definitely remote, and we're looking forward to the time that we can get back and uh, see the people in the facilities and the homes. Mm-hmm. Now, Patricia, um, there's a lot of complexity in medical services today. I mean, with the government getting involved in forms that you fill out and programs that you have to uh, participate in or steps you have to go through to get to particular levels of care. Do you help people navigate through that as well? 
Yes, we do. It, it, that is a one of our primary um, focuses because it's become so challenging to uh, navigate. You know, as you mentioned, through the the healthcare system today, there's so many different silos, and it, it's especially for our seniors. Um, it's particularly uh, challenging for them. So, as a uh, we advocate for them in terms of going with them to their, uh, if they want, a physician appointments, and then help interpret the medical language that maybe they're not understanding and treatment plan. Um, all along, though, we really want to empower our healthcare consumers to take an active role in their healthcare and to understand it as to the best of their ability. Um, and as um, Anita said, you know, we, we follow up with regular phone calls, make sure that they're compliant with whatever the treatment plan is or if they have questions. So we're really there, yes, to really add a, another layer of, of uh, resource for them to navigate more smoothly through, through the system. And going, I mean, just going to the doctor, you know, you get all these directions, you only you're only there maybe 15 minutes, you get these directions, they print out something, you go to get these, you know, whatever prescription. (laughs) And then you're like, deer in the headlights, what just happened? I don't, none of this makes sense. I don't know why I'm taking this or you know what I'm saying. And so I can see how, you know, at any age, having an actual medical professional that can sit down with them without any stress or rush, you know, <laughs> and go through what they're, what they were given or what happened when they just got released from the hospital or at, after the doctor's office. And so that's right. Many, many of them don't even understand why they're taking certain medications. And then of course, sometimes they have uh, many specialists prescribing various medications and, and there may be some adverse reactions. Uh, because one physician doesn't know the other one is uh, prescribing something. So it, it's um, we help in that way. And we really are hoping to uh, team up with some local hospitals here uh, in terms of when they release, say, a heart failure patient who is a parishioner of ours, that we then uh, we follow up with that parishioner in... Um, in the post-discharge, especially to uh, assist them and not be readmitted uh, to the hospital. I know Anita can speak more to that program that I believe she's um, trying to get off off and running. And what I was, go ahead if you want to talk a little bit about that, Anita. Well, the navigators um, will uh, follow the patient for a few weeks when they're discharged from the heart hospital, and then they just don't have enough people for to continue following. And so our protocol that we're setting up is that they will call us, brief us on it, and then we will make home visits for a couple of weeks so that we're actually seeing the person, especially with congestive heart failure. There's so many things, signs that can be a problem that if we adjust the medication, they wouldn't have to be back in the hospital. And that seems so. like that's kind of been one of the goals. 
I want to get to a couple more questions before we run out of time here. If, if a, I know that you mentioned, um, that you also have pharmacists and doctors and who else do you have in terms of your healthcare ministry, in terms of volunteers in in terms of previous professions or how, how can they help? You know what I mean? What, what other professions, pharmacists, doctors, what else, anything else? We have therapists, almost every, we have all of the health professions are, are represented, um, and some are used more than others. But the uh, physicians and the pharmacists who have been doing research with different types of um, vaccines and viruses have presented a lot on um, what people should know mm-hmm. about the vaccines and about the viruses. Now, it sounds like most of the people involved in your program from the ministry and our uh, professionals and things like that. Are you also in need of volunteers or helpers to do things behind the scene? We do. Um, we have had, at, t- at times, we've had uh, kind of um, clerk type, uh, because we do have a lot of forms, a lot of medical records, and our director has... Um, established with Google Docs a place for storage for all of our records. And so um, uploading those and filing those, yes, we are. And, and we've had people come to us and said, you know, I'm not a health professional, but I'm, I'm just interested in serving. And so um, we don't turn anybody away. <laughs> so before we run out of time, I want to ask um, if, if someone, was, someone were listening today and they wanted to get something like this started in their parish, uh, how would they go about doing that? Do you have any resources you could point people to? Sure. Um, well, first of all, uh, Anita and I are very happy to be resources, and um, <clears throat> I, I can give out um, the emails for us. Um, and um, would you like me to do that now? or? Is it possible for them to connect to the SeatonCarmel.org um, healthcare ministry or health ministry and get you yes. connected there? Certainly. Okay. Th- that would probably be the easiest way just uh, to call the parish and say, hey, I heard this on the radio and, you know, and, and maybe let somebody lead them through to the right numbers and the right mm-hmm. websites and things like that. And then you also had some other websites you wanted to point people to. So you want to give those, Anita? I yes. mean, uh, Patricia? Yes. Um, uh, the one is the Westberg Institute um, for Faith Community Nursing. That's the westberginstitute.org. And then there is the um, Indiana Center for ParishNursing.org. Great resources if you're looking to start a health ministry. Well, we are actually out of time. Um, This has really been very interesting, talking about the St. Elizabeth Seton Health Ministry and Faith Community Nursing. Um, You ladies are really um, using your gifts and talents to help those in our community, and it's a a wonderful blessing to see that. Our guests today have been Anita Sicardi and Patricia Hartridge. Thanks so much for being our guests today. You have been listening to Faith in Action. The program that looks at how people put their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is a presentation of Catholic Radio Indy. You can hear this episode of Faith in Action again or any past episode at catholicradioindy.org. 
If you have a suggestion for a guest or topic for a future program, please call us at 317-870-8400 or email jim at catholicradioindy.org.